Hi, my name is Peter, and welcome back to Brentwood Stories. For the second part of our Entenmann's Bakery podcast, me and Peter are joined by Bruce and Oris, two longtime employees. Bruce and Oris share stories and answer our questions about life and working at Entenmann's Bakery. Peter learns that the bakery is more like Willy Wonka than he imagined, and I learned how you clean a giant oven. You gonna sit and, and and confess your sins? I I, I don't know whether <laughs> some sins maybe. I don't know. Me and Peter are joined here by Bruce Bader. Hi, and could you um, say what your part of Entenmann's was? D- distribution logistics. And horse cheese. And uh, what did you do over at Entenmann's? I started in production, but not very long, and then uh, I went to the Air Force, and when I came back. I got into maintenance after a couple of years, and I spent most of the, my career in maintenance. How long did you work over at Entenmann's? Uh, started in 65, took a four-year sabbatical to go in the Air Force, and then I retired in 03. So how many years is that? Well, if you count the four years, it would be 38, because they counted the four years. That was another nice thing about when you when you came back, yep. your seniority, you, you got to keep your seniority for the years you went into service. But there was also a thing for a while, if you left the company, you couldn't come back, but that was corporate. Yeah. You, you know. So that was another nice thing that they did. Back uh, then, yeah. There weren't, like if you got went to jury duty, you got your full pay. A lot of companies didn't do that. Entenmann's would give you your full pay while you were on jury duty, so you didn't lose any money. And, and schooling. They paid for my, to get my degree. You. You didn't even have to get, you could get an A, B, or C. Now some companies don't pay you unless you get an A. Oh. Right? A, B, or C paid for all my books. Wow, that's a great deal. Everything. Yeah, and they didn't want the books. They don't want the books back. I'm telling you, it's different when it's, you know, family and a family-owned operation and, you know, wasn't quite corporate yet. How did you... Um Start find out about the job. Oh, I'm from this area. Oh, I graduated yeah. high school in Brentwood. Okay, so I moved in the area in '57, and number one, you you knew this company. You knew the company was open for business and operating because, the, like you you mentioned, the smell. Oh, right. Was all over the whole area, you know. And you drove by, you just pick it up. It was, you know. But also, it was the place you wanted to be. It was the biggest employer probably around. In Islip, it was one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we like I said, you know, they ran 24 hours, six days a week. I mean, it, it's a lot of people plus, you know, uh, distribution and everything. The tractor trailers was was not part of them. Had their name on it. Yeah, they were. But not they didn't own the tractor trailers. And they weren't teamsters. Those drivers. Right. Those would. That was down the street at uh, another operation called Rentright, who, who uh, did the long-distance hauling for us. But anyway, um, and, and so, you know, you, you wanted to get in here. If you had it here, you had it made, you know. And then I saw, I saw an opening. I saw it in the paper. Back oh. then, you know, with no computers, remember, you know, you, you had to go through the wanteds in the paper. And there it was. And I got hired to, in production control, which was scheduling the bakery. So when these people talked about all the stuff about why wasn't this made or why this or whatever, I scheduled it. You know, each day had what they called the, the, the menu, a menu. We called it the menu, you know. And sales kind of put the menu together. And then I'd get the menu 
And then my job was to use the available manpower that we had for each respective oven and work that in there so we had enough people to make each, you know, make the items that were on that menu, all right? And then, of course, some cases you had to be imaginative and, like, you know, maybe maybe you had, instead of an eight-hour date, it was only going to be a five-hour day for the crew. But you don't send the people home. No, you put them on another line. Oh, okay. So you got to yeah. be imaginative, you know, and that's when you know, and the, you know, things like that. And then that sounds very complicated. Yeah, but if anything goes wrong, then they they look in the, you know, where where's Bruce? <laughs> oh yeah, and so then, it's Bruce. Bruce's guy. You were getting angry. Yeah, and, then, and uh, I guess. And then, and then I had to go to a copy machine, which back in those days was a pretty good, good damn good copy machine. It actually stapled it together. You know, we're talking yeah. about not eight by ten paper; it's the long paper, and I'd make like a hundred copies. Oh, yeah. And I bring up the respective departments, and this way they know, they knew what they had to make, you know. Yeah. And it was very repetitive. In other words, what we're making this week, we're making next week, and then what we're making next week, we're making. But on the four-day weeks, you know, that's when you you would have like a, we would call the build-up week, the week before, because if you had a four-day week, you still had to make enough the same amount of product so you would make it as much as you can the week before and the company the bakery in all the years i was there well i only did production scheduling for two years Uh, the most i ever scheduled was now this is daily i'm sorry weekly okay weekly was uh, over four million sellable units (laughs) a sellable unit is a box that's a sellable unit but we only hit four million a couple times. But basically, it would be like on a build-up week for a holiday. Oh, yeah. Like three seven, three eight, and I had to schedule that much. But the first day of the week might be like seven hundred something thousand, and then it would. Then Tuesdays was always the low week, the low day, and then it would drop down to four hundred thousand. Then Wednesday it starts to I think build. At the peak, we had somewhere in the neighborhood of eighteen hundred people. Did we? Is that counting? and Teamsters. Oh. And everybody, you know, management. Yeah. I think in the buildings, it's like maybe only a thousand, a production thousand. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, it, of, it there's a lot of people. It just never stopped expanding right up until the, when they shut it down. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's how the production skew went. You know, it was high on Monday, and then it started to go down, and then it starts to go back up. And the reason it goes back up is because you got to make enough product to carry you through the weekend. Okay. And into next week. And this week is the same as next week, except when there's holidays. You know, Christmas cupcakes. I was going to say, aren't there certain products that were really big during the holidays? Yeah. Like, you know, they make Christmas this cupcakes. Time of year, the pie line. Oh, yeah. And, and the pie, right. Seven. You made. They wouldn't, you know. Sweet potato pie. Except for Saturday. Sweet potato pie is the only time we made it was during Thanksgiving. In the whole entire year. And and custard pie and, you know, Christmas between New Year's and... uh, Right. They just seem to... You struck me? When when you go on vacation and you go away for a week, the first day you come back to work, you get out of your car and there's that smell. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But by the next day... You don't. You get used to you it. You don't know that smell. Yeah, anymore. you get Until used to it. Until you get away from it. Yeah. Was it nice smelling it again? Oh God, it's like. It's like being in somebody's kitchen that's cooking store. turkey or whatever, or cooking, ca- taking a cake. To, you know, 
But it's through the whole entire atmosphere. That must be a rare experience, really liking the smell of a place that you, you were. Smell it, yeah, well, you would smell it within maybe a quarter of a mile as uh, you, on Fifth Avenue. But by the next day, if you're in there all day long, yeah. now you, yeah. when you go home and you're outside, you don't yeah. notice it the next day. That, yeah. That's funny because that's the most memorable part for so many of these people is that it's, yeah. you're right. it's, it's the smell. But, but for you, it's just if, so mundane. On a you're right. repetitive basis, you know, that... Novelty wears off after a couple of days or two yeah. days. You know, then yeah. you don't notice it until you go away again. And then yep, yeah, you're right. I guess it's your senses or whatever, you know. But I mean, I've been smelling that stuff. Like I said, I'm from this area, so you know how many times I uh, passed passed there. Oh, Horace, I was just in there like three weeks ago. How'd you get in there? Well, because I'd I love st- to get in there. Huh? I'd love to go in uh, there. The, one of the I would uh, love to go. One of the supervisors of the <laughs> Thomas's drivers, they have a, res, uh, a, a settlement room in there in, in where shipping used to be, a section of it. They made a settlement room for the Thomas's drivers. Yeah, shipping over so where Jerry, he used to be a route driver and he became a supervisor. He was on my bowling team for years, so you could just I walk. went in and visited him. Oh, so I just knocked on the door. He saw me, you know, he let me in because I needed to see him about something. And uh, Ooh, I love to go in there. I bet you the floor is the same with those tiles. Bakery, t- that's like bakery, mm-hmm. a yeah, standard bakery that was, floor. That was like, yeah. You know, square tiles, brown tiles, oh. the whole entire, you know, because it's like, that's wow. how it has to be. I can be, remember on right? a Saturday morning, we had rain one time, like 15 minutes, rain that I'd never seen, and a couple of areas in the bakery, the, the, that floor Flooded? exploded. Oh. Just burst right up, you know. In the chocolate room, and really? somewhere else, the floor just. The, oh. you've never seen that much rain come down where the groundwater just comes right up. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I feel sorry for you guys. He <laughs> had a chocolate room. They made their own chocolate. Yeah, that does yeah. sound like Willy Wonka. There's a chocolate room. Yeah. Right, the chocolate factory. They made their own chocolate chips. They made their own chocolate powder, cocoa powder. They uh, made sure. everything yeah. you know, from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I had to put that on the menu on the schedule. You know, the, a lot of time mm-hmm. to do the streisel, a bit of corn cakes and yeah. stuff, and you run X amount of hours, bake it, and stick it into whatever, big bins, yeah. plastic big bins or something, whatever. What did the chocolate room look like? It was amazing, it was, you know, because mm-hmm. it was like uh, clippity-clop, everything, you know, all the machinery is going, in the, and you see this powder going up this conveyor and into this oh. bin, and these giant arms are mixing and then there, there's butter and everything else and it's all being mixed and then it comes out and it goes down the conveyor and all of a sudden these dots are being put on the conveyor to make chocolate chips and they you know go into these 800 pound troughs that fill up with chocolate chips and that's amazing it is it is but it was, I mean, you know, it's it was, all the computer because they could maintain the quality you know from Point A to point B. How big was the room? Is it like the size of this room? Huge. No, maybe twenty times the size. Whoa, of this room. Uh, that's a chocolate room. You know, the oven, the ovens were probably a hundred foot long. I was just going to say a hundred feet, yeah. and and the cookie oven went down as far as I can remember and made the curve. No, no, it was straight. Didn't but it make they, a curve? The, no, they, the curve was after they came out of the oven. Down by they, oven four, the end of oven into, four. Then they would go into the cooler. Yeah. The cooling tunnel. Yeah. And they would, but the, the oven itself was straight. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the whole line made that curve, yeah, right? Yeah, made the made curve and went out to packing and shipping, you know, because yeah. it, it took a long time to cool yeah, the, yeah. the cookies down and then yeah. yep. the scales and, and the... But I'd say you're right. I'd say like they were loaf oven, square oven. Some of them were a little longer, some a little I'd shorter. Say, I'd say so. But they all, somewhere between Pie 100 oven. and 120 feet long. Yeah. And and why windows all along why? the side where you could see you know so they could if you're making a hundred a hundred of those loaves a minute like I mentioned yeah. I, I I think it's more than ten wide yeah. ten and then in, I don't know twenty wide the width the width of an oven might be from these two tables I'm guessing twenty say these yeah, two tables fifteen to twenty feet somewhere in that so these two tables would be the width times a hundred and the stuff is just you know. It comes and it's in pans, you know, yeah. like just like you would bake in and your the house. Guys the, the, the oven guys and had to unload mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Most of it was all done, you know, by machinery. But if there was a breakdown at the unloading end, something happened, then all of a sudden they'd have to separate the conveyors and bring racks in so these guys could keep racking because you, you don't stop. I tell you, thing, it's, I it's love like Lucy. a volcano. You don't stop the lava when it's coming out. You just got to find a place to put it. Yeah. They had to put yeah. all the cakes yeah. and everything oh, wow. in racks yeah. until they could figure out the problem because you're, you're not going to stop that oven. The donut fryer is the same thing. If something went wrong, they've got to empty this thing. They can't uh, just stop that, because that will explode. Hot you know? oil or Go whatever. How often would that happen? Once in a while it would yeah. happen. So you had to, you yeah. know, they had to be prepared to... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just would, like that Lucy episode. Yes. People would faint doing it, you said, right? Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like he said, that in the beginning, all hands you get on caught deck. up in it, and, and you know, your natural instinct is you don't want to see something fall on the floor. You you know, you want to try yeah. it. And if it goes faster and faster, and then if you lose your rhythm, all of a sudden you're totally. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like you know, Lucy and Ethel. Uh, <laughs> it was, and uh, it was kind of when you think about it. I don't know how modern bakeries are, but our stuff was. I came in '80, and so you you came when. Well, I yeah. You beat me out by a while. It's probably the same 65. machinery then, right? No, they didn't have any of the machinery then. Not those ovens. All they had was conveyors, and they didn't have those ovens. They had the ovens that had like eight shelves, and they were like a Ferris wheel. Also, oh, it came they like in the, the '70s. Must have came in the ones. '70s because yeah. they were there when I got there. Right. Now, and that's how it was I when think I think around 67 or 68 right, might have been go. the first uh, long oven right. there you go my, my, my curiosity is peaked here with um, with the giant ovens that eventually did come in there what was cleaning day like well Saturdays it was, no, it was right. did you, did you well, walk in there we shopped the no we shopped no like I mentioned with the hoses and everything you know, but I don't know if there had to be any. Did you guys have to do, you know, manual because like anything burnt and stuff and well, they you know they also had you know when when the the oven is just one giant conveyor of plates right and then as it's emptying the cake and it's going around underneath there's a huge brush there that's ah. going in the opposite ah. direction to kind of keep that ah. you know and underneath there is where you know they got to empty those pans to right. collect all the debris, but. Yeah, they had a huge uh, sanitation force on Saturdays that would just oh. yeah the whole, the whole that, that was down. right because production started Tuesday uh, Sunday about four o'clock. Yeah. Am I right? Somewhere yeah. around then. That's when production for the week. That's when it kicks in. 
So, like he said, and maintenance, you and, had to, and the place was and flooded. Sanitation had to because they just coordinate because yeah. they would any big maintenance jobs would be saved for the weekend for Saturday. Yeah, when you had access to the machinery, and that's and, that was probably and you had to. There was a lot of times when sure you know you were tearing apart a machine, and and they're scheduled to wash this thing. Yep. Or they're already in the process of washing it now. You know. We were supposed to service this thing and pull it all apart and everything, but now the next shift will have to do it because we can't do it while it's being. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and that was. They tried to maintain, you know, the the ultimate standards to make sure everything uh, was clean. We and, would get uh, inspected every yeah, so often, and, uh, wouldn't I we? I think they 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 got their share of compliments. That. Uh, Were those machines very difficult to maintain for you, or? I didn't stay that long with with them because it got more and more sophisticated. When they started using PCs and whatnot, then it, it just I was getting too old for that. I shifted to some another part of uh, maintenance because that you had to really be on the ball. That stuff was at the you know on the cutting edge. Mm. The technology would would both of you see the Entman family every day or? With a, no. with just Robert and William. Robert and William. When it went, I, Martha never was. I never. Well, I, <laughs> she was used to work, work yeah. the cash window. She worked the cash She paid for she, the, she, she paid these guys. Yeah. These guys. Oh, okay. This back in paper checks. Check, right? Back and, before uh, you would have your payroll sent to the bank. She knew all the drivers by name. Wow. She knew everybody. Every one of them. How many drivers were there? Yeah. I don't know. Three. Oh, five. we had. Oh. Well, in shipping, oh. we had. In shipping, we had about a hundred and something routes. So each truck is a route, okay? And then those trucks would be backed in, backed in. And as this product is being made and works its way to the shipping department, you know, there's like, we used to have maybe- They had a KBK system, a unirail along the ceiling. Yeah. And- Oh God, that brings back uh, memories. production line, at the end of the packing, they would pack the, the cake would come down and they would put it on tables. And then they, the table had wheels on it, and they would hook it as this KBK system came by. They would just hook the table on, and then it would just drive it all through shipping. That's when they. So that in the back, that's towards you know, the, the people that took the cake from the tables and put it in the yeah. racks for the route drivers, you know, the, the cakes would just keep continuously but also, going. But also on those rolling yeah. racks that yeah. it was on. Yeah. If we, you know, we we had uh, about 40, 40, maybe a little bit more trailers of product, uh-huh. which went to various depots. Yeah. The closest one, I would think, would be Mineola. We had one in Woodside. We had one in Pennsylvania, Exton. You had, you know, Maryland, whatever. And these trailers would go down. And, and we loaded trucks with hand jacks, electric hand jacks, and, and people, you know, had their orders, you know, by their respective door with the trailer, and then they would stab a couple racks at a time mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. scoot them on in there, you know, you know, uh, yeah. based on they're still what, doing that. what the quantity. Now yeah. they're doing it in, in reverse, though. Yeah. Because the, the cakes are coming in from Carlisle by tractor trailer. Uh, and there are still people in shipping was this in who take the racks of cake out of the tractor trailers and put them in the 
mm. by the doors where the route mm. driver, because mm. they still have well, route drivers. Well, yeah, we had to do that shipping. Shipping got their amount that they needed for Bayshore. Because yeah. the, the Bayshore area was, was done right from the, the bakery. Okay, the track the trailers did all the far end, the far out places, including up north into Canada. When we started going up into Canada and stuff like that, you know, uh, like I says, but the hundred there was a hundred and something routes for Bayshore out of Bayshore, you know, which went all over the place, you know, and uh, yeah, that's how we that's how that's how you know. I mean, if a, if a depot was look, let's see. Loafs, a rack of loafs was, I think, 400, 400 or 500 on a rack. I forget. One, I don't forget how many levels was there. Five? Yeah, I think it was five. You know, and I think there would be 100, I don't know, or 80, I, I don't know, maybe 400. They'd have a separate room where and guys would weld just to repair the racks, you know, that they were rack repair. Oh, yeah. Guys would change the wheels, weld the shelves if they broke, yeah. you know. Wow. That, That's that maintenance, was, yeah. But yeah, they would just. You know, you, you're working, uh, say, Exton, Pennsylvania, and Exton, Pennsylvania wants uh, 800 all but a pound loaf. That's two racks. So you get your jack. The person working that trailer gets the two racks, and then you just drive it right in. Just drive it right in. You know, boom, pop it in there, and it's in, and then more. And then as it got filled, the trailer got filled, we put bars across for, to keep it so it don't fall out the door. You know, while you're driving, you know, safety, you know, whatever. And, and then through paperwork in there and whatever. And, and, and it was all choreographed, you know. Then we had, a, we had a guy in the yard. He was our yard man. And he would take the empty trailer. He would take that trailer, put it up against the fence. And then when XYZ driver shows up to go to Exton, Pennsylvania, he, get, he just hooks it. Yeah. And checks out with the guard out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes we banded them to, for there was a lot of theft going on too. You know, you know. I mean, it, it, it'd go all the way to Pennsylvania. We're shortcake. You know, you weren't shortcake when we did it. That's yeah. because they might open the door, and you know, I think I'll take you know. But oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah stuff <laughs> like that happened. You know, it happened. You know, you, you talk about. So the in fact, in fact he, he was talking about how great the family was when I got there. Yeah. I was part of management. Do you know I was allowed to take as a manager two cakes a day yeah. for free every day? So, yeah. so when Thanksgiving come and we're going, That's to, all the cake. We're, I would ask right. my wife, find out what what your mother and father want for, and they want. Oh, we want two apple pie. We want to, and, <laughs> and and they would they would they would they would string them for you. So I think I could get five. And you were allowed to sign. Free you just signed the paper. You walk out the front door. You walk out the front door. The people that worked for you, you could. Yeah. Sign for them right, to, right. To have free and, cakes and, sometimes. And, and and so now, of course, I'm. You know, I mean, you know who used to take cake like crazy, Gordon. I go, Gordon. You're going to get freaking so fat. Where are you going with this? What do you got around? Where are you doing with this cake? He's doing it all year round. I took it for the holidays, and if I'm going to visit somebody, I take a couple pieces of boxes of cake with me, you know. But Gordon was like bulking up. I'm telling you, and he was, I don't know what he was doing, you know. But anyway, yeah, that, that's how generous they were. I don't know. If I and I remember, and I know, in some years, it went away. Yeah. 
totally went away. Well, they, you know what? These guys it, didn't get that benefit, it, unfortunately. It, it, didn't get the free has cake. Its, you know, limits. When when I started, they were like I mentioned. You know, if you finished the order, they would send you home and pay you, and that was minimum. Well, need, that would happen yeah. once a week, sometimes wow. twice a week, and you'd say as a kid, "What kind of a job?" You know, it's great. And they, but but they. The company didn't end that policy. They only lasted about six months. Yeah. That some of the older guys in the union, you know, when they do that for you, if they paid you yesterday for three hours that you didn't work, to, and if the schedule, you, they needed 20 minutes to go over, you know, to finish the product, they expected you to stay. Yeah. Now, I didn't think, you know, as a kid, but some of the older guys, you know, they come up with their car, they want a they quarter hour overtime. You can't have it both ways. Oh, right. There went that. No, the next time right. we finished early, you're right. Get mops, buckets, brooms, scrapers. Oh yeah. Start yeah. washing yeah. everything That's right. down. I mean, they shot themselves in the foot. To, it wasn't going to go last anyway. You got it, to leave early, but, but then when you they, had 15 minutes yeah, overtime, you have one, one hand is yeah. supposed and to. And then wash. when you guys unionized. Well, we were union when I got there already. No, but when it went union. Horst is whatever his classification is. Let's say, let's just say for argument's sake, it's ten bucks an hour, and then they need him in that area. He would get paid more money if the classification for that job. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember, they yeah. would do that for you. Yeah. You know, you know, and people would check the check, make sure you did it, and then you and would have. To, nice. And we were doing time cards then. I mean, there's no computers. Yeah. This is all time cards right you know and, and like when and you came back from the service so it was all manual everybody you know they would give you a promotion you yeah. know like people that that i knew you know they they would be helpers and they would go in, into the military yeah and when they came back they made them benchmen you know they didn't have to do that no it's nice and you you know you kept your seniority and it's like when i got back uh i worked two 18 months as a mixer and then I went into maintenance and it took a year when you change from one place to another you'd give up your seniority for a year you you know when you got a new job when I went into maintenance so for a year I had no seniority but oh. one, after a year then I was number two in maintenance for the rest of my life because of the four years in the Air Force oh wow they give and, you credit yeah yeah they give you the credit so that meant that until I retired, I get first pick. I, I remember when I, when I got there. Wow. When I first, when I, always first picks of the yeah. holidays that you you know. The, that's right. That's really you, nice. You would have always had your job when you went into the service, even when it was union, you know. But a management, us management, if we quit. Yeah, that's. And you couldn't right. get relatives in. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you left, if you left, yeah. uh, there was no coming back. Oh, okay. And you weren't supposed. To, they didn't want. Uh, family. Why know? wouldn't they want someone to come back if they quit? Why was that not a possibility? That was just a company Paul. It oh. was. A, it was a. I don't know if it, these guys are in the union. I'm. I'm management. Mm -hmm. So we're on our own. These guys, they might have been able to maybe with the union. I. I think any job lets you come back if you're in the service because well, that's just. These you know, cable. But like when I came back and I was mixing. The management, the supervisors, they were privy to these recipes that, you know, that was their... Yeah. Now, if you know these recipes and you leave, yeah. if that cake suddenly shows up in another bakery... Oh, right. And, you know, they went through that. But you signed the, the paper. Yeah, but we they went through the paper. that when, 
we opened up our own English muffin factory inside yeah. there. We, you know, they had suddenly, you know, mysteriously, two guys from that worked at Thomas's all those years yeah. show up working at Entenmann's, and suddenly we have a recipe for the English yeah. muffins. And yeah. So they, they, they got taken to court, and we had to shut down the whole, you know, take the whole facility. I remember when we down. we wanted to get into the English muffin business. I remember we wanted to get an English muffin, built a whole mezzanine. I know. Remember I, they put that long oven in? Yeah, I was there. But back then... All because back they then, hired two guys that... Back then, Thomas's... Eventually, it turned out Thomas's was under the same family name, uh, under the same corporate umbrella as Entenmann's, but at the time, they weren't. Right. And Thomas's owned the English muffin business, it seemed, you know? I mean, yeah. right? On TV, commercials. And we made... And I remember when those used to come out of our oven, and you couldn't even tell the difference. No. They, theirs was nooks and crannies. Ours, ours was fork split Whatever, I mean, you know. But you know what? That whole thing went. That whole thing went right down the drain because eventually, I think we lost. They they hired two guys that worked at Thomas's. Is that what it was? Yes, and you know, and and they swore, no, we didn't bring a recipe with us. We don't. We never saw an English muffin. That was the end of our English muffin business. You know, they had to take the whole thing. They had to take the whole oven down, and then they ended up. We got offices up in that area. They put us up there. So now I just went there, and and Thomas's has a. You know, like I said, they have a settlement room in, in Fifth Avenue. Yeah. And even though they have a brand new state-of-the-art facility in Deer Park. I was going to say, by the, by the, right uh, near where they by the, the uh, outlets. Yeah. yeah. Near, near Miller's Ale House. But that's on the Bimbos or whatever. Well, so is all. Whatever. So, so is Bayshore. Oh, you it's guys met at that, at that at that ale house Not right there? Miller's Ale House. That's where we... Right by the, the outlets. The last two years, we've been having the reunion over there. I got to go, Got to get me in on that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a shame. It's, you know what it is? Every year I go now, I've been out of there 16 and a half years, and so there's less and less people I know. We had like 80 people show up. They might wow. move to a God and forbid, something. Happened. I didn't always know everybody's name because when I went into maintenance, I went everywhere yeah. in the plant because you had, you know, half of it was, was maintaining machinery, another half of your job was new construction. Yeah. They put up a new facility. You had to run electrical lines and, you know, Huge panels and everything. We had to do that too. Oh yeah. So I never got in one place long enough where I knew anybody's name. It just, nah. But I I knew everybody's. You know, you wave, you say hello. That was the, but, uh, that dream makes sense. Yeah. I I think yeah, we. It's <laughs> like it's unbelievable. It, and yeah. <laughs> so many people got married there. Yeah. So many people. You you know I mean of all the pla- of that place because we all came in at. At least the group I was with, you know, we were all in our twenties, yeah. you know, twenties yeah, and stuff. We were, yeah, we were just growing up together, going to weddings together. Many years later, people, when, before I retired, uh, I walk around. People say, "How long?" You know, I tell them how long. They couldn't believe it. You're too young to be here. That many. I, I used to joke and I'd say, "Yeah, when I was a baby, I was kidnapped by." <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know, it was the most. I mean. I've run in. I've run into some people, and it's like, he says. Yeah, I well, see them. I go to Florida, and I see people that. Uh, we we, and, were, uh, we just grew up together. Know, like, that's how it was. We grew up together. Nice Never lady saw, that worked in maintenance with us. She was yeah, sweet. We're all the, the same age. She retired. She was cleaning out her desk. She had a heart attack that day. Oh. <laughs> she recovered. You know, oh. she lives in Florida, and I visited yeah. her. And she's a really wonderful lady. 
But uh, never be like that again. You go to Florida and you can't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody that you know, worked at Pentamins. <laughs> we all came in at the right time. But, you know, we all he came yeah. in at earlier than me, and I came in. I consider you know, I came in at you know eighty. So I you know, and and you know what all our all our in my case retirement and it's all them. It's all because we were riding a crest of a wave. Oh, we yeah. were just ri- riding it, riding it. And it was mostly because when you were showing all the companies. Oh, yeah. If you noticed, there was a big time frame change, a time change from, I think, Philip Morris to C- C- uh, to uh, CFC. See, the best. Uh, best foods. Best place. Uh, best time frame for you to have retired would have been craft of all the companies well, that. Well, yeah, Kraft but Kraft had the best pension plan for yeah, I still management. Get, yeah, I get stuff from them. Because I get stuff from them. Yeah, Kraft would allow you to retire, receive your full pension, and keep working there if you wanted. Well, no yeah. other company would do that. It'd be fifty-five. Oh, I see what they did. A lot of like Sue, Sue left before she was fifty-five. But what they did was they gave her like she was fifty-five. Well, she had, you're allowed yeah. to do that. Right. And boom, right. she's gone. She's out. But I know Kraft would allow you to collect the pension and keep working. No, none of the other corporations that bought it would allow that. Yeah, Yeah, they pushed you up to fifty-five. But I was too young. My foreman. I was too young. He had to be close to fifty-five. Yeah, I was too. He could have taken advantage of it. Yeah, I was too young. Best Foods and none of the others would. They wouldn't allow that. And you were working there when it was first sold, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Did, were the people were um, the people working there happy when it was sold? Well, or they, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't we, think they paid too much. They oh, told okay. us, like I said, they, they they had a meeting and they told us, you know, that uh, Warner Lambert said, you know, they were going to invest heavily into the place and they were, they promised they were going to make us the biggest bakery in the world. Uh. And the first thing they did was sell us hmm. within a couple. Well, they of came years. in '78, and it says yeah, it I, was '80. Two, yeah, they, they so it was probably, four years, yeah, three, so four they years. Never really, you know, they never really made a big investment, but then, in then went Philip uh, Morris. Philip Morris, you know, yeah. Philip Morris was Philip but gigantic, we'd pretty much been like, and, as and then General pretty well expanded. And then they took over General, or then we run the General Foods, and then Philip Morris and General Kraft. Foods got together, they're mega giants. Mm-hmm. And then Kraft was a competitor. Then Kraft got in, and now that you got three of the biggest biggies, and we're in there. You know, we're amongst that. You know, and and you know, I mean, I remember I had to go to the General Foods headquarters, which was upstate, and we used to call it the Taj Mahal because it looked just like the Taj Mahal with a dome on it, and you could see it from the throughway going up. Oh, and man, I used to. What a place. Oh, man, I had to go there for, for something. And I me- remember Dieter Krebs? Remember? Yeah, I know yeah, the he, name. Yeah. You remember him? He got transferred up there, and I, me- I would meet him up there. I mean, they had a cafeteria that you would die for. I mean, our cafeteria was good, but, I mean, they were making food in this cafeteria. You know, food to order. What a place. <laughs> but that's when, you know, we did really well there. And, yeah. then, and then when 401Ks came... You know, four hundred one case came like around in the early like eighty two ish, around there. There was no four hundred one case before then, and we got on the bandwagon, and and that's when you started to really save for your retirement and your future. Oh right, because I didn't get a pension. I don't think I did. Oh yeah, I did get a pension. Right, 
he had one through the union. Yeah. He was in Local 3, right? Well, it started with Local 50, and then they... Okay, but he had a pension through the union. Yeah. Was it was it called six? What was that called? Uh, well, they had golden you, eighty. That's it, golden eighties, which was his age at, at and his service time at the equal eighty. Oh, okay. Then you got you could walk away and collect your full pension. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. so huh. in my so for people that wanted to start a second career, that would that was a nice yeah jump start. That, that's a, that sounds great, but um. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what we. That's what I mean. That's what I attribute my. Uh, I'm and I retired, you know. I retired, yeah. and that's what I attributed that to. All that money. I mean, and the stocks were going like through the roof, and you know, we're coming out with so much yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's been but, a great time. To but it all buy stock. But I think it all went downhill. Started to go downhill when they tried to do the fat free. Oh, fat the free. Thunder, yeah. It was it was a nice idea. Operation Thunder, they called that it. That was in 1990, right? No, it was no, earlier no, than that. No. Oh, it was earlier than that. The I mean, stuff, you, uh, you, you, it, you. It was yellow boxes. The color was wrong. I, I said nobody's going to buy this. The taste that, was the wrong. Color that the oh, it was bland in. because nobody had come out with artificial sweeteners yet. And they got some doctor to, oh, to tell them that you know, you know? <laughs> that this was going to be you know if you have to have cake this will at least you. Know, Ugh. But then when they discovered that we had we had our own incinerator where we used to burn our own garbage. Oh, yeah? And when the, the fat-free cake wouldn't burn. <laughs> yeah, because oh, that's right. You would throw cake in there. Then, yeah. then they knew they had problems. Uh, <laughs> the cake wouldn't burn. Right. If it won't burn, you know, then maybe it didn't burn? The cake it. itself no, didn't burn? That, that was the death knell. It, uh, He's right about the fat-free. The fat-free, yeah. it, it just was like paper, blah. And yeah, it was not the taste. That and, no matter what they tried to advertise it as, you know, the proof is. And what you're doing is you're you're doing. Um, it's like all companies run into this problem where you got regular all butter, all butter pound loaf and fat free all butter pound loaf. Yeah. And if you're buying the fat free, you're not buying the regular one, which is really your bread and butter that uh, you're right. selling yeah, for the like butter 50. Butter is what you want. Uh, Come on. Right, and this yeah. right. And they tried and they tried and wasn't that the I, time not everything that f- was fat free, but you wasn't know. that the time that fat free was really big, really popular? Yeah, they you know. Well, that's when it started. You got to remember, cake name at that time. Uh, you know, they had to do it because everybody else was doing it. Plus, plus our, our regular line of product. It was, the doctor's not going to prescribe you to let you eat that, right? You know, and 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 we did. You know, I mean, it was incredible. You know, but. So you came out with fat free, just, and it just it, I don't know. We did a few years, and then it kind of. You know, I noticed a lot of people back there were saying that they noticed the quality because I I know that when when I started, in, and I and I went in the Air Force in '66, and sir, and when I came back in 1970, some of the products butter was in the recipe, the butter was gone, and now we're using Fleischmann's margarine. Mm. So by 1970, there, there were other products that were using Fleischmann's margarine oh. before I left. When I came back from the service, Fleischmann's had been replaced by Buckeye margarine, mm. a cheaper margarine. Did you think it tasted different? Of course. Oh. You had to know the difference. When they're using butter as opposed to margarine, they weren't, you know, they, they were, it was cheaper. Right. Yeah. It was cost efficient or whatever. But to say, you know, that the quality changed 10 years later, no, it started already. Oh. Once I mean, you, yeah, take, you know, take away I, butter and put margarine in its place, you've already... I mean, chocolate donuts, now the box holds, it did even when I was there, held 
holds eight. But remember when it held six and he went, big donuts. Oh, wow. Big donuts. Two, four, six. Big mother donuts. Right? Wow. Now you, they're smaller and it's a longer box, I guess, to make you think you're getting more, which you probably aren't. You know, the crumb cakes used to be the, the foils were so high but now they're not high you know the prices you got to catch it on sale or else it's like six bucks and change but uh, i think we're boring these people huh? no you can't take advantage of us <laughs> yeah, we got all we know really what's going <laughs> on they're into it they're into it because where are they going to get this good information oh, yeah, this nowhere. is strip mining right here and you yeah, know what i don't think i've been able everything. to talk about it in so many years because i haven't seen you did. You said recently. No, but I keep in touch. The I last time I saw people yeah. was in 2010. Remember the free freebies we used to get, the safety? Yeah. Some, I still actually have some yeah. of that crap around my house. I do, too. <laughs> yeah, I keep it as, you know. No, I use it. I mean, you know, knee pads for the garden I have. And I have some. You know what I have? I have a, some. The trucks uh, that they gave us, the toy trucks. Yeah, and I also have some cookie jars. Yep. But I heard that nothing's worth anything. So. Can you tell us again also about um, what you remember about the Entman family, like Robert and Charles, if you were, if you wanted to? Well, okay. uh, well, I'll tell you what. When when they used to be in my presence, mm -hmm. it was it's kind of. I mean, I thought of them Scary. as just. That's right. Oh. No, and I I I thought of them as if I'm standing next to the president. Yeah, it's. You know, really. I mean, that's right. how much. Right, and and uh, it was kind of like a little bit of an honor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now now uh, Charles, I like I said before, I never saw him because he was always in maintenance. He was involved with no, the but he wasn't even there everything. when I was there. Yeah, he was, he was. gone. He blew out of there. I well, think when I'm, they went I'm to Mona Lambert. Right. Yeah, he's he didn't. He uh, took off, right. but and he never in the came. Beginning when I first yeah. started, you know, he was. He would be there, but mostly his focus was the maintenance. Never thing. saw him. Oh, okay. And William was production, cake, and Rob, uh, right. Robert was the sales. And Robert uh, and William. Drivers. William I saw all the time because he'd be going, walking through the bakery. And then when we had the uh, things, I forget what we used to call scoring. That's yeah, what, the remember scoring. the thing I told you about the cakes? Yeah. And we had to check them out and taste them. Yes. They call it scoring. So oh, William would, was the expert. That's what that. it is, scoring. So we had to be at scoring at 4 o'clock. So, you know, and then they'd have all these cakes. And, you know, we'd eat them and eight, you know. And another guy would eat it and he'd go seven and whatever, you know. And if it meant, you know, cut it, the grain was important. I mean, the grain had to be uniform. How does the color look? Yeah, you know, all they, that stuff, you know, uh, because they took arbitrary things off of the uh, – but then William would always be there because that's his thing. That was his thing, you know, the production. And, oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, that was. And like you said, Robert, he sometimes came to scoring, but base scoring, you know. Did Char and Charles must have left then in about 19, the 1970s. Well, he oh, wasn't. Yeah. I got there in 80. He was not there. I never saw see him. What I, yeah. Did he see him after that? No, but I know someone. I don't even I know if he's, I wonder if he's still alive. Yes, he's he's, he's the last he one. He's still alive. He is alive. Wow. He's still alive. And, wow. Uh, then, from what I understand, he uh, after that he he would look for failing companies and he would buy them and oh, yeah? turn them around yeah. and you know make them successful. Well, when they sold it, I'm sure he got it because he you know, he, he didn't want to retire you know? and yeah yeah, yeah. yep. But um, 
then William passed, and then well, Robert, Robert passed a couple years ago. When they, you know, when they when they sold the bakery, they were already in their fifties, forties, late forties, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, because I came, I was middle twenties when I got there, mid twenties. So I'd say they got, I had, they had twenty years or so on me, maybe more. I don't know. Did you ever see the uh, William Senior? No. Oh, oh. But the mother was there. Yeah. You did. Yeah, she used to make because she used to work in a cash room. For lunch. <laughs> she used to work in a cash room. Martha. She was I gone. Her office. Her great nephew was uh, was my helper on the mixer. Yeah. So she, you know, make him lunch, and then I'd go along, and she'd make me lunch too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's she amazing. had her own kitchen in her office. Oh wow. Know? Because she, you know, she owned the place. She yeah. did whatever she wanted. You know? That's yeah. a that's a perk. Oh, one yeah, of the best perks nice. was that, especially when we we be, we got with um, General Foods because General Foods owned Maxwell House, so we oh. had coffee stations all over the place. Really? Oh yeah, right. And in the coffee stations, you know, that was the best they'd coffee. send somebody down to the plant, <laughs> and just with a rolling cart, and just bring. A menagerie of stuff, and it oh. was one by by O'Connor's office, mm-hmm. and I had an office that was close to that, you know. And you just go over, make coffee, nibble, and see at Fryhoffers. I went to visit Fryhoffers after my Upstate? brother got a job there. Yeah, he, and I went to visit uh, a couple of their plants. Up did there. you? He took me around, and what they did over there, they had those coffee stations all over the plant for the workers. Yeah, see. But well, they didn't abuse the, you know, they. But we brought cake in the, in the lunchroom for no, you guys. Yeah, but I'm talking about the guys that are mixing the dough for the bread. Yeah. They've got a coffee pot. Oh, right there? Yeah. So well, they can have coffee while they're working. But see, while the mixer is turning and mixing the dough. That was then. You know what the mixer <laughs> is doing? He's cleaning the machine and making sure everything. Not like what we did at That was then. Was yeah, know? that was then. Yeah. And then eventually they they fell under the same corporate banner right. we all as us. Were we were the same after, we would like we would I think we were trying to knock them out. Well, they put made them bread. out of business. No, no, they were bread. But th- that's basically, true. Basically, and they made cookies. But and, uh, we just were trying to. I remember there yeah. was a time when they considered making bread. And they were really in New York. They were in Albany. Albany, but they weren't as. They had two plants uh, in Albany, and then. Yeah. They're well, sort of the competition, right? Well, no. What they weren't down here. When they when they sold and became a corporation, yeah. and they were all part of this under the umbrella. They got sucked then in. The, then the crumb cake would come down the line and go into an Entenmann's box. And at a certain point, they would stop the line, and then they'd take the Entenmann's boxes away. And now out comes yeah. the Freihoffer's box. Oh, and because the we were cake is we were We were both under the same corporate there, thing, they, they so they helped us. Chocolate chip cookie that they made better than us. So oh, okay. their chocolate chip cookies, I think it was the crispy one. We made the the, the gooey the, one. The, right. And they made the crispy, you know, and they would do the same. The it was good. cookies would come down, go into a Fryhoffer's box, and at a certain point they would stop, and then they. Yeah. <laughs> wow. well, General Motors had the same thing with the Cadillac, yeah. having the uh, Buick engine hmm. or the Chevy engine, and then when the public found out about it, you know, they, they, you know, people discovered well. You're right. It's General Motors. That we call we used to call that term co-packing. Yeah, co-packing. yeah that's what we used to call co-packing. Hmm. So it's like you know, and we, it we, seemed like it was a 
you know, like we might bait not. and switch or something, yeah. right? Yeah, but apparently it was legal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a real, a real sharp person could look at the boxes. Remember, the code used to get printed on the bottom, right? You might not, that might not how they do it over there, you know. And they might go, eh, it looks different or whatever. I still remember, you know, Ebinger's when they folded. That was a yeah. Brooklyn In the city, outfit. Yeah. They had small bake shops all over. But when they went bankrupt, Hintermans bought all their boxes, yeah. all their signs. They bought all their recipes because they were famous for their buttercream frosting. Yeah. On huh. Sundays in Brooklyn, you know, the bakeries, the people would line up. The irony was we came out with a product, a, a five, four or five different frosted layer cakes, and they were supposed to be, you know, these, they had Ebinger's recipes, and the cake we made was, oh, God, awful. The frosting was gone. You know, you have the recipes. You bought them. You're mm-hmm. sitting on them. Why aren't you making? Who knows? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Then they, if you don't do something after seven years, when you when you buy somebody's right. label, then it's back up on them. And somebody else tried to read. They reopened uh, an epages in, in there for it. Didn't last. They went right down the really? tubes. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, joining us and telling us these stories. It's Maybe been great. Not. Thanks for your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, now you thank guys, you, you. you guys are basically into, in, in with the company, you know. Me and Peter would like to extend our deepest thanks to Bruce and Horace for sharing their stories. We hope you enjoyed listening along as much as we did. And as always, a special thanks to Brentwood Historical Society for their hand in making this podcast possible. And finally, thank you to Kevin McLeod for providing the theme music you heard today. You can enjoy all of his music at incomtech.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.